Oh man, this is about to get my palate together, you know. I feel that. Yes, sir. I feel that. I'm sipping rain. No, mm. had to buy beef too. Cause I needed one to walk back to the crib from the train station. Starting to get nice outside. I'm built for this cold weather. I'm starting to remember this. Lettuce. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Get real out here. <laughs> yep. Shit made you start sounding like an old nigga. You go, yeah, buddy. Already know. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. All types of shit you don't say in real life. Mm-hmm. Don't I'm I know a, it? I'm a summertime baby. Sure. You are. Oh, this. I'm a wintertime nigga. I was built for this shit. I dress better in the winter. I'm another one. I'm a wintertime nigga. Years of standing outside in the cold, pretending like I was doing some shit that I obviously was not doing because I had glasses on. But whatever. Taught me a little bit. Taught me that easy Jesus be heating a nigga up. All right, y'all ready to go? We good. What's up? Yeah, I'm good. All right. This is Logic Over Everything. We made it here so you can make it through. Alright. Fellas, let's do what we gotta do. Probably the only person that thinks that Tom Brady is still the most elite quarterback in the NFL is Skip Bayless. So I'm going to start right there because they had a game against the San Francisco 49ers this weekend uh, that ended 35 to seven. Um, before, before I give my take, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to bow out to the resident San Francisco 49er fan sincere. How you doing? What it do? Let us know about how you feel. What does it say about San Francisco that they made uh, Tom Terrific look pretty terrible? <clears throat> well, first of all, they made the whole team look bad. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't just Tom. Everybody got that work. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel good. Mm. I mean, I the only thing I wish, I wish we would have got more sacks. But, you know, Tom... To his credit, he he was getting that ball up out of there. He wasn't holding that bitch. So, you know, mm. but uh, he he you know what I'm saying he did he did what he could do. I mean, he did no different than Tua did or anybody else. Yes, so, but you know, Tom Tom Brady is is NFL royalty. You know, like well we 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 all know the formula to beat Tom Brady. You gotta get in his face. You gotta make him uncomfortable, and you gotta play sixty minutes. I told y'all last week we ain't the New Orleans Saints. We won't be there all day. And that's what we was. We were there all day. Just, just for statistical purposes, Tom Brady was thirty-four of fifty-five, two hundred and fifty-three yards passing and a touchdown, with two ints. Now that stat right there is is where. I say, you know, you had to shake him from some, because even when he's shaking, even when you're in his face, he still can get the ball out, get the ball away, and he'd go incompletion over interception. But to get two off Tom, I mean, that's saying something. Well, he, he so Dre Greenlaw made a terrific interception on the one because he practically tipped that to himself. True. Um, the other one, it was just just a bad throw. Mm. You mm. know? Mm-mm-mm. It happens. Like I said, when you under duress, <laughs> Tom is not going to scramble out the pocket. We already know this. He's not mobile. He's not going to move. Right. So if he has to throw sidearm, it's going to be an ugly duckling. And most likely in all levels of ugliness, when you throw balls like that, it should get picked up. All right, all right. Talk to me real quick about Brock Purdy real quick, because I don't know a whole bunch about him, but he was 16 to 21, 185 yards and two touchdowns. 
any any report card for how he did to, uh, last uh, Sunday? I'll, I will give Brock Purdy for his first game starting. Mm-hmm. I would definitely give him an A+. Plus. Um, he did a lot of good things. Uh, it's a, there's some things you got to work on, too. He definitely got to work on his, uh, you know, awareness of, you know, blitzes and stuff, you know. But other than that, he got the ball out. You know, he was able to improvise and get the ball down the field. He was able to pretty much unlock a cheat code that has been missing from a San Francisco offense for a long period of time. All right. Logic. Logic. Can you talk about your favorite player? You and Skip Bayless's favorite player, Tom Brady. And did he win? Did he lose this game for them or or did he just get outplayed, outmatched? All right. Um, there's a lot of things I could say. I could say how much I truly, truly hate Skip Bayless. Like <laughs> at like a soul level, just because of what I know about this dude and mm-hmm. what I know that he's talking about, that he's spoken about, that he's been through in his life, and how he somehow got this far without really identifying what his issues truly are as a man that he would speak to a three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Fame player. Like he was something like the little kid. I, I could go into that, but I won't. I could go into a lot of different things about the lack of, of what I guess, you know, the quote-unquote certain people would say arm discipline. I saw a whole bunch of passes from Tom that was too far or they was too short or they was at the ground, like my brother Sen just said, Sincere just told you. His objective was to release the ball before he got hit, before he could really even put the ball where he needed to put the ball for the receivers to make the plays that they needed to make. Mike Evans was out there. I don't think he caught a pass into the third quarter mm. because he was 26 feet out, and you couldn't go 26 yards because he didn't have that type of time, and he wasn't trying to give up that type of time. He did not believe in the offensive line. I can talk about that, but this is what I'll say. You gave a stat that he threw the ball 55 times against the San Francisco 49ers. And if you're telling me that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a 55-year-old nigga to throw the ball 55 (laughs) times to win a game, that's never going to work. And I think we can all agree to that. I think Mm -hmm. every human being on earth can agree to that. I think science has taught us that. I think math has taught us that. I think we know. If you have to throw the ball 55 times for us to win the game, that's 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 crazy by any standard of any quarterback above or under 55. So I think that's the most telling stat. The run was obliterated. It was yeah. obliterated. Yeah. There was no running. They took that off the table early. That was over. They they put it on a Tom terrific. And, I mean, you know, he's older. And, you know, I'm not mad at him. I'm a Jets fan, so fuck him. But also, you know, I'm not mad at him. And he's great. He's one of the greatest we've ever seen. But right. he wasn't the greatest that we ever seen that night. He, he was he was pretty bad. Mm. Do you do you have any thoughts on, on, on what you saw from Purdy? Uh, I, I said it Yes. Okay. I absolutely do. I think that I said something in the last cast, and I apologize to the listeners for the sound effects. There were some things going on, lifestyle stuff. You know how that go. But I think I did make one statement that was clear. And I think this proved it. I think Brock Purdy proved my statement true. The San Francisco 49ers 
are a great football team. The only issue anybody's had for the last couple of seasons, maybe three or four, regarding the San Francisco 49ers was quarterback play. I said, Brock Purdy coming in, even though, yeah, he's a rookie, and yeah, he was drafted in the seventh round and all of this other stuff, the idea of what you need Brock Purdy to do isn't really that high in comparison to <laughs> what you hope pretty face will do. Yeah. And he outdid that. I'll be honest about it, and I think we can all be honest about it as football fans. He threw deep balls that were behind the receivers. It's just nobody expected anybody to throw them. All the deep balls were behind the receivers. Everything he threw that was 25 yards and, and further, the guy had to turn around to get it. But the entire defense was surprised because they didn't come into that game expecting that. Because like my brother Sin said, there's been an expectation offensively of the dink and the dunk and the sideline and the this and the that. But nobody was taking them shots. He took them shots. Going forward, we're going to need him to be a little bit more accurate. defined in them shots, a little bit more accurate. You're not going to play every team every time. That's defensively is just not going to understand how that goes. There are going to be teams who are going to sit on wide receivers knowing that maybe your arm isn't the strongest. you got to be accurate. But I think, again, if your issue with the San Francisco 49ers is the quarterback play, you don't feel any differently today than you felt the last couple seasons. So you go with it. You try to figure it out, and you, you hope that that defense continues to do what that defense can do. Because that's a mean-ass motherfucking defense, dog. It's nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty. It's mm -hmm. nasty. And it's not like the Eagles defense. They don't, like, do no tricks. And they don't do no – nah, they just coming. They just coming every time. They got a front four that's a blitz right there. Like, it's a blitz right there. Like, they're putting pressure in the pocket every play for the entire game. It's a lot. So, you know, I thought it was a really convincing win for San Francisco, but – Okay. They played Tampa. Like, what did you expect? They should have did that. All right, from Tampa, let's let's go all the way to the other side of the United States into Washington because on Thursday, uh, mm. yeah, San Francisco invades the Seahawks. Seattle. Mm. Mm. I mm. love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> can't get enough of it. <laughs> yes, sir. All right. All right. Yeah, prime prime time battle. Can't get, get enough, enough of it. it. I love That's that shit. shit. I need this shit, shit to boost my, my adrenaline. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. San Shout Francisco out to <laughs> San Francisco is going to be front and center, bro. Front yes, and sir. center. So uh, what are the chances that, um, you know, the boys come out with a win? Yeah, who come out with a win? San Francisco. Oh, uh, you know, it's, you know, we, we, we go with the motto, you know, and any given Sunday, Right. Any given Thursday, Monday, it is what it is. Uh-huh. But um uh it's 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 gonna be ugly. Um I I I would say we're gonna go in there. And you know, the thing is like over the years, you know, we, we have had a we have had our issues going to Seattle and I ain't even, I ain't even gonna front. Uh anything that happens when you go into that twelfth man. Um, it's a place to be. But I, I think that we, at this point in the game, I think we're good enough, we're sound enough to where 
we won't fall into what other Niners team previously have fell into. Um, we ain't got to worry about Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson, thank God. True. Um, true. So but don't 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 do that to Gino. Like, come on now. No, I, I no uh no. I'm not I'm, I'm not doing nothing to Gino, man. I respect Gino. But, There's nothing you could do to Gino. But, Comeback but, player of but, the year, undeniable. But, uh, There's never but, been a uh, bigger person. But Comeback Russell, player of the Russell year. Russell has been our thorn in Seattle. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. uh, we already got a glimpse of what Gino was, you know, like under center, and we handled them pretty good. And we had some people out that game. I don't think Debo played that game. He's not gonna play in this one either. So Man, I shout think out to okay. Then we'll be straight. Okay. All right, so I, you know, I, I don't know where we're at. Real, I, I think that on Sunday we'll know whether the 49ers clinch the division. If they win Thursday night, I think y'all we division chance. Yeah, y'all yeah. division chance. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we we're pretty much we undefeated in the division as of right now. So yeah, we we'll continue that train. It's, it's all good. <laughs> They're gonna get that work. No. Okay, okay. Logic. Do you have a different outcome over there in Seattle? For the, for the- I don't believe that I have a different outcome. I definitely believe that San Francisco, at least defensively, is obviously the better team. But I do want to see how Seattle reacts to this because I think this is it's more of a statement for Seattle than it is for the 49ers. We know the San Francisco trajectory and we know what they're trying to get to. We know what they're working with and we know how they move. It. But man, this would be a momentous win for Seattle, if they pull this shit off, if they pull this shit off and they beat this team, and I do believe that they have the offensive talent necessary to at least make a game of it. Defensively, uh, that's going to be kind of crazy. I'm, I'm feeling like White Mike is going to be out there, Christian McCaffrey doing his thing, and it's going to go crazy. That's all you really need for that. But <laughs> offensively, if Seattle can 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 get into that, that's a game I'd like to see because, like we always talk about, that's a division game. And division Ooh. games are always different. They're always different. Even Sincere spoke to that. They're different. They're, they're just – they're different. These are guys you know. These are teams you know. These are people that you've prepared for in different ways than you prepare for those teams you play, you know, once every other three seasons or so. This is somebody they know. Mm. So I'm kind of excited for Geno. To mm-hmm. show me something. To show me something. And I feel like San Francisco should win. But right. I feel like it would be a great look for me as a fan anyway. Not as a San Francisco fan, but just as a fan of the game. And especially as a fan of Geno. Because we drafted him. Man, that would be a, a win that would speak to something about what the Seahawks got cooking that, that's going to be like a different look. So... I can't really say what the score will be. I can't say what it it, 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 I can tell you what I think it should be, but I'm very anxious. This is a Thursday night football game that I'm really looking forward to. And there's only been a few of those. Okay. All right. So you mentioned a few things going back to uh, Tom Brady. A good point you said was they expected Tom to throw the ball 55 times to win that game, right? 55 times. Uh-huh. You tell me another quarterback in our league that you expect to throw 55 times and you believe they could pull it off. Well, it might be two. Yeah. Maybe two. 
<laughs> Maybe. Well, one of them, one of them on Sunday, was a guy by the name of White Mike. Mike White yeah. threw the ball short of just short of yeah. fifty-five, forty-four yeah. times. Yeah. Forty-four times. He was twenty-seven of forty-four for two sixty-eight. Yeah. And the Jets lost this game to the Buffalo Bills, twenty to twelve. Yeah. There we how, did. So, so from you, Logic, I want to know how much of this is on the shoulders of of, of White Mike because they were putting great things on him. They said great things about him. He came in, you know, like gangbusters. But how much of this loss is on on him, and how much of this is on the coaching and the and kind of the scheme that they asked him to run? This is what I'll say. I'll say that um, as a fan of the Jets, I know I can become illogical, which is funny if you think about the name of the podcast. Now I made the joke not funny by referencing it, but that's what it is. The weather played a big part in that game. The weather played a big part for both sides for both sides. If you remember, Stefan Diggs did not Stefan Diggs in that game either. It was a lot going on with both teams because of that weather. And Mike White showed me something that I actually personally hate. If I want to select somebody to be, you know, my number one quarterback, if they broke one of his ribs. He came back out. They broke another one of his ribs. He came back out. I was upset about Flacco being involved in professional football games. I'll admit to that. But I wish mm. there was like a call we could have made to like Broadway Joe or somebody else to get him out there. But he came back out. So while I'm going to say that that Bills defense, they 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 showed me something different and they went at that boy. They went at it. They went at it. And all those hits, as hard as they were and as much as I hated them, were all legal. There was no hits that I saw that were illegal. They were all legal hits. But that shit looked like an 80s game. They was taking that motherfucker out. And so what I say is that one of the things, looking back, I've had a couple days to reflect. I watched, uh, you know, all 22. You know how we do. Right. I think we should have put a little bit more emphasis on the run game. And I recognize, you know, the Brees Hall of it all and everything else. But I think we should have put a little bit more emphasis in the run game because of the weather. But that defense was just looking crazy. And I get that. And I know Mike White went into that game thinking career-wise, thinking if I can just give this team everything, they'll love me now. And I just want them to know that I love you, man. I don't think you're the answer to our quarterback situation. I never thought you was the best quarterback in the world. I never thought that you – whatever. But the heart that he showed and the way that the team tried to deal with it the best way they could and the fact that that weather was terrible. I don't think the fans understand if you wasn't out there, like how terrible that was. That wasn't New York. That was Buffalo. Buffalo (laughs) is in New York, but it ain't of New York. You understand what I'm saying? It's in New York, York, but it's not of New York. Have you ever heard of Canada? It's closer to Canada than it is to the city. They don't have trains. They don't have heated underground railroad type shit. Like that shit is cold, my man. (laughs) And so what I'll say is that was a a hard fought loss. Uh And I never jumped out the window and said we was better than Buffalo. I never, I try not to be too outlandish in my statement. Right. But my guys showed me some heart. 
Okay. And I hate it because it scares me because you got to chill. You got to relax. Like, don't let the Jets take your goddamn ribs. Like, don't do that. Like, But at the same time, as a fan, as I watched the game in front of my brothers and my brothers watched me watch the game, right? I wasn't angry. No. I was unhappy that we lost. The defense again played well. I'm hoping Quinnen yeah. gets it back. Like when Quinnen goes down, we talked about it. When a man that size goes down and starts grabbing his leg, like that's a scary thing. That's a scary thing because his chest is bigger than his legs. So we hoping your leg get right. We hoping you could go because we need you. You're the heart of the defense. But mm-hmm. again, and this is this is my final synopsis. I was proud of my team. We fought. And at the end of the day, if you're a Jets fan, if you're a Detroit fan, if you're a Green Bay fan these days, if you're a Washington fan, if you're a Giants fan, you just want to see your team fight. You just want to see them fight for 48, 60, whatever the minutes is. You just want to see them compete. And we competed. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, and I just I want to I want to expound on that because you said the defense, their leading rusher, the the Buffalo Bills leading rusher during this game was Josh Allen. Josh Allen, he yeah. did some amazing, he, I'm huge and white Josh yeah. Allen shit. And <laughs> okay, that, and you again, listeners, I recognize we probably should have live casted it or or did something so that you could have heard the reaction at that time. But I'm talking to my bros right now. We watched multiple games together. It was a wonderful bro moment. I'm sure y'all went through it too. Bros, sisters, it's wonderful. But my friend saw me as a Jets fan. Watch Josh Allen run, get the first, and jump over top of one nigga, then hold the ball while eight other niggas. (laughs) And all I could say is, damn, that was dope. Like, I wasn't even mad. Like, I wasn't even mad. You can't even be mad. If you're a football fan, if you're an AFC East football fan, if you understand what the Buffalo Bills have been through in their history, you can't be mad. You want to beat them, of course, because it's the AFC East. But it's different because it's like, I can't even be mad at that. That dude made some plays personally that mm-hmm. won the game. So right. I can't be mad at that. I can't, he, he, he made some plays personally that won the game. I can't be mad at that. And I can't pretend like Mike White was supposed to be Josh Allen because he ain't. It's cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not mad at that either. But I'm just saying that speaks to your thoughts about the defense because their actual running back carried the ball for an average of 1.5 yards per carry. Right, because who's their running back? I'll give you $100 on Cash App right now if you can name him. What's his name? Well, they, they were running by committee, so they had even... Okay, the, what's they, the committee? The committee was uh, Cook, mm-hmm. Singletary. Mm-hmm. Say no. his first name, cause you googling. Say his yeah, first yeah, yeah. name. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. No, I'm looking at the actual stat googling. sheet. That's I why understand. I know. Yeah, that's why I know. I know, and, and, and that's why I know you don't know, cause right. don't nobody know them niggas' first names. Nah. What I'm saying is, don't nobody know their no. first oh, name. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely when it comes down to those situations in the snow, mm-hmm. it's the Josh Allen show. And when you see that, all right, you have to be honest about it. And you can't be mad at it because that dude did some amazing things. They got the Knox touchdown where my man actually did like a leg lock on some WWF shit on my other man. Like, it was crazy. Like, it, it was a crazy game. But as a Jets fan, that's the wars that you were in when you fuck with Buffalo. When you're in the system where Buffalo's at, it's going to be a war. 
and you have to fight the team and the weather. Mm. And we didn't necessarily make the grade, but I'm never going to fault my team for that. Like, it happened. Sincere, to, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to go back to what something Logic said in the beginning. He said he felt like they should have run the ball more given the weather. They had Mike mm-hmm. White pass, pass the ball 44 times. But Bam Knight had 17 carries and 71 yards. He averaged 4.2 a rush, which in my mind mm-hmm. is, is great. Like 4.2, if you're getting 4.2, yeah. you should keep running. Yeah. Is that your logic too? Uh, they definitely should have kept running the ball. But <laughs> I understood that. See, it's easy for us as fans to think logically yes. Yes. of how to run an offense. Right. Um, yes. We're not on the field with them. And um, it's it's not to cut you off, Sin, but it's so much easier to look back at it and decide yeah. that there was something else you should have done instead. That's that Monday Monday morning quarterbacking type shit. Like that's that's very easy for me to do because I, I wasn't. The only I thing agree. I will say is this: I will say that it's better to have Mike White go out, and I'll rather uh, Garrett Wilson throw a pass. They only let they only let Flacco throw three times, but I'd rather Garrett Wilson throw that ball every single time, other than Joe Flacco. I'm sorry, we're talking about the Jets. I have to say this: yeah. when you're talking about Bam, you're talking about a dude who wasn't Brees Hall. Wink mm-hmm. Michael Carter, who wasn't even Ty Johnson, and he had the 71 yards. That yeah. leads me to believe that this was the time to let the kid go. This was the time to let yeah. the kid go. Mm-hmm. We didn't have no Ty Johnson yards like that, which we found like in the dumpster bin. No disrespect to him at all, but he was somebody who kind of walked on and walked in, and, and we prepped him up, and he's in there now. We got Michael Carter, who was supposed to be the guy that was behind Brees Hall, but that wasn't his day either. That was a situation where if this kid is 17 for 71, mm-hmm. we need 30. And let's see where that goes. Sincere. Do you think that I'm wrong? Do you think? Because no, I'm not no. I'm not just trying to be a fan and just being like super excited about it. Do you think no. that I'm wrong? No, I mean, normally in those type of conditions, your best offense is to run the ball. Uh, running deep routes and stuff typically don't work as well because of the footing. So you want to kind of keep everything short and intermediate as possible. Yeah, I think what happened I with the I think what happened with the Jets they kind of they kind of went out on their own shield in a sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike White was like, look, I'm getting crushed out here, but I'm still here. And it's like, well, as long as you stay here, we're going to live and die by you. you How many times did I scream? How many times did I literally scream to both of you with a cup full of Hennessy (laughs) and some French toast? Because, you know, that's what I order on Sunday evenings, (laughs) French toast. Hey man, hold on, hold on for a second, man. I shout scream. out, shout out to Hennessy, by the way. Shout out, yeah. to okay, Hennessy. shout out to Hennessy. <laughs> Hennessy, they, yes. they, yes. they we, we need, we need that support. Yeah, I wrote something yes. for Hennessy one time. They rejected it. Fuck them, but also I still love them. <laughs> yeah. That's another hey, story that's, for another that's time. That's still my go-to. I love you. I love always, that brand. Always, love always. Home is home. Home <laughs> exactly. is home. Home is the place <laughs> where when you have to go. They have to let you in, and that's Hennessy. But anyway, exactly. we're giving Hennessy free promo. Anyway, <laughs> the idea is this, and I don't mean to keep cutting you off. We're just talking about 
something that I I really care about. And we know, we know, mm-hmm. we know. He kept mm-hmm. coming back out, and mm-hmm. I screamed. Yeah. Remember when I yeah. actually yeah. got up and started like throwing things in the house? <laughs> Because it was Flacco, like, no, not fucking Flacco. Because if Flacco come out, we already lost. Like, it's over. Like, Flacco. Go- and then he came out and immediately turned the ball away. Fumbled the ball. He only dropped back three e- times. E- and he immediately. <laughs> immediately. But what I'm trying to say is not something for myself. It's actually a, a caveat off of what Sincere is saying. It, it almost felt like everybody in the coaching atmosphere, everybody on that side of the football offensively was trying to make this about Mike White. And that's something that I was kind of uncomfortable with because you have to be able to look at the environment and look at the team Mm -hmm. and put something together. And so every time we play the Patriots in the goddamn snow, and the Patriots beat us in the goddamn snow. It's not because they got better people in the snow than we got. It's because they got a guy that says, this is goddamn snowing. We need to do something different here. Let's do it. They make those adjustments. And now, I feel like those adjustments didn't get made. So so let me ask you a question. Since, Please, sir. Since we, since we on the Jets right now. Please, sir. Now, through no fault of CBS, I guess, yes. that's who was broadcasting they showed Zach Wilson about 835 times <laughs> with, 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 you know, with, with his hoodie on and, you know, yes. rain, rain jacket and all that. Yeah. Do you think that due to the performance of the Jets offensive line, because they clearly could not protect Mike White for nothing. No, they're, um, they're not dude, the best offensive line in general. We're just right. not the best offensive line in so, general. We got a couple you, rookies back there. It's crazy. So, so, okay. So, based upon that and the fact that Joe Flacco is pretty much inept to hold a football, throw a football, know what a football <laughs> looks like. Still Tom Brady off. disease. Tom on, Brady hold on, disease. Hold on, hold on. Still, I'm still old. Lives. Hold on, still living off the I'm Ravens sorry. defense. Uh, yes. Uh, of years yes. past. Yes. Um, yes. I walk yes. around with the ring and yes. I just sit that, 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 at that the practice team with anyway. the ring. Yes. Yes. Um, and I know it was, but I'm trying to show yeah. you love on that because I yeah. recognize that because yeah. that defense was one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen. And San exactly. Francisco has a great defense, but it ain't that defense. That's no. one of the greatest no. defenses no. we've ever no. seen in the history of football. No. And we don't no. need no super nerdy numbers and DVOA and PCP, OPC, G number. We don't need no numbers. Exactly. You look at that defense. That was amazing. Please continue your statement, sir. So, with that being said, yes, sir. Do you think Zach Williams, Zach Wilson? <laughs> I tried to make him black for a second. I'm sorry. Yes, you did. I, Zach Williams. I, I, Zach Williams. I, I digress. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's, he, uh, no, he's Zachary, <laughs> not Zachariah. Like that's a different guy. Right. Yeah, that's a do different you guy. Think, do you think Zach Wilson will be in uniform for y'all next game? Mm. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm glad that we're having this conversation for everybody that's listening to this cast and it's like, these guys are really going to talk this long about the Jets. I understand. You know what's coming next? Cowboy Cat. And that's going to be the most exciting (laughs) portion of this entire show. So just please, 
Keep your hands and feet inside the seat and ride the ride because you're just going to go there. And we're going to enjoy it together as a group. So just let me have my little moment. I thank you so much, listeners, for letting me have this. Do I think Zach w Wilson will... I was going to call him Zach Williams, too. Zach Wilson. <laughs> I've always tried to forget him. I've already tried to forget him. This is the thing. I understand why you would ask that question. I said before, and I think in the last podcast that we had, I said that our coach, Salah, feels like he's conscripted to make this Zach Wilson thing happen because of Joe Douglas' first-round pick for a quarterback. And so I think there's a part of him that feels like I got to figure out some way to get him in there because if that doesn't work, and the season goes the way that jet seasons usually go, then I won't work. So I have to be honest. I do see a situation where Zach Wilson comes back out, but I don't want to see it. Ooh. I hope I don't see it. I Ooh. hope that doesn't happen. I hope that the coaching group offensively does not decide to deal with this kid in a scary mode where they got to put them out there so they can keep their jobs. Because I believe Mike White showed us something that Zach Wilson will never show. It's, it's something true. that I don't even like. True. I don't even, I'm not even saying I like it, but I have to respect it. It's respectable. Mm. That right. dude came out and said, I'm going to give my ribs for the Jets. For yeah. the Jets, not for Kansas City, not for the Patriots. Not for the Eagles, not for San Francisco. I'm going to give all my ribs to the Jets. I have to respect that. We have a history that's littered with destroyed quarterbacks that right. loved us. Right. And so I got to love them. I have to at this point. I'm, so, I, I, I hope he comes <clears throat> back. I hope he, can, I hope he can make the next game. I hope he's ready to go, and I hope he can do it. Okay, All right. so, so that next game is the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. Which is the scariest game in the world. Yes, because the Detroit Lions are playing some pretty inspired football lately. Um, and they come in at 6-7, and seven, and the New York Jets are currently 7-6. and six. Um, Logic, uh, no, Sincere, I'll begin with you. Um, do you feel like the New York Jets can knock the Detroit Lions off their horse? Um, you know what, to be honest with you, I think the game is kind of tailor-made for the Jets. And the reason why I say that is because okay. I think the Jets' defense match up well with, uh, against Detroit. Mm. Uh, mm. Detroit, I mean, Detroit's offense is pretty potent, mm -hmm. but you have to look at who the quarterback is. Jerry, Jerry go, go. I don't know shit about football golf. He's been half-assing his way into being the seventh best quarterback in the league right now by all numerical value. He is the seventh best He's the quarterback. He's the new Matt Stafford in, in Detroit. The, yes, yes, yes. They got another Matt Stafford for trading Matt Stafford plus yeah. a first-round pick. Yeah. Detroit is actually amazing, and we ought to applaud right. them for that. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to them. Oh, no. Shout I, out man, to them. No. Respect. Shout out to them. Respect. Shout out to them. They could have tucked in in a long time ago. They right. But they in. actually got another Matt Stafford and yeah. a first round pick. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But no. Awesome. Um, so with that being said, yeah. 
I think if the Jets play the defense that they're accustomed to playing this year, yeah. I think they should be able to beat the uh, the, the Lions. I, I'm not I'm not necessarily worried about the Jets' offense too much because it it can be a, it can be a hit or miss. Mm-hmm. All depends right. on how That's they protect. Fair. All the, all depends on how they protect Mike White. But we all know that the weakness of the Detroit Lions is their defense. Yes. Yes. Very. I think so the word is porous. I think the it, word is porous, is, is which means that you could pour shit through the middle of it and it's going to hit the bottom of whatever is down there. Exactly. Like it's porous. Like it's, so, it's, it's full of pores. So yeah. trust and believe. Yeah. I think, yeah. <laughs> and no pun intended, but I think they can, wait, they can make their way through. Ooh. <laughs> ah, so, so factory, yeah. factory. So, I enjoy it. So, That's a fact. So, so if I was a if I was a betting man, I would bet I would bet on the Jets. All right. And I and I know that's that's a a conundrum that's like hard to really say. <laughs> you shouldn't bet on the Jets, right? Okay. You, don't bet on the you Jets. gotta relax. You gotta relax. <laughs> I was with you. We talk. was walking in the same direction. And then I'm you tried to catch the bus while we was walking. Like we was I'm walking the same no, direction. No, no, and you I'm was running, like, I'm gonna catch this bus. bus right now. I'm running for like, the bus. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, for don't leave I'm me, bro. I'm but, here, bro. You know, don't leave me, bro. But, don't but, leave hey, me, bro. Hey, man, Please hey, don't hey, leave me, bro. Hey, you gotta put your Nikes on, man. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Logic, lace them up. Lace them up. End the All segment right. for us. All right. How do you I'm feel? End it. I'm gonna end it right here. At the um, I think I love football and I watch football. And I understand that there's the football that I see. And then there's like the nerd gang that does all these number things that I don't necessarily subscribe to, but actually matter, I guess, from certain directions. Based on a lot of advanced statistics, Detroit's offense is really, really good. Like it's one of the best offenses we're going to see. They have dudes like named after like African gods and shit. Like I don't even know what the fuck they like. We don't know none of these niggas. Like these the, these niggas is different. Like they got DeAndre Swift. I think is still. I don't even know who they yeah. running back is. But somebody yeah. get a thousand. Like they're doing things over there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they do it under the cover of night. That's the Batman scene. <laughs> We're playing the Batman scene. It's under the cover of night. We don't know who's there. We don't know who's playing. We don't know who's healthy or not. They don't. Be on ESPN talking about you know the reserves. They don't no, they don't report. give you an injury report because you wouldn't know none of them niggas. No way, we don't know <laughs> none of them. But that's actually what makes them dangerous. And offensively, if you look at some of those advanced statistics, if you mm-hmm. look at Jared Goff and you're honest about it, you would say that statistically he's between the seventh and eighth best quarterback. In the league right now, in terms of completions and, and, you know, the simple numbers. So I know it's a dangerous game. I'm not ever going to pretend like Detroit is not dangerous. They are dangerous. They are dangerous. I cannot say that the Jets automatically win that game. I can say that the Jets can win that game. Mm -hmm. If we play the defense the way that we play the defense, I think that their strength offensively is wide receivers and yaks. It's yards after catch, excuse me, yards after catch. And I think that we actually have a decent secondary plus a good formidable front four and linebackers that can put pressure on the quarterback to, you know, make him make some passes where he doesn't necessarily catch some of these receivers in the best spots. 
And we have a secondary that can protect against that. I think we've protected against some of the best receivers in the league. You've seen the Stefan Diggs, you've seen the Justin Jeffersons, and you've seen the numbers. The numbers have reflected that those guys didn't get them regular numbers as they regularly get against us. Because right. we put the pressure up front, and then we actually have a secondary that can contain things from time to time. Mm. So while I will not say we automatically win, I don't think that's an automatic out. I don't think that's a trap game. I think that's a wonderful thing when we live in a world where Detroit versus the Jets game is exciting. I think that's a wonderful world. I think this is different for them. It's different for us. It's exciting for everyone. Like, this is like new shit, but I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see what we do. I'm excited to see if Mike White is ready, if he if he's comfortable, if he's safe. I read some things online about some obviously chest issues that he'd had from the previous game against the Bills. So I'm hoping he's good to go. If that works, I'm excited to see the game because I think this is a great test for us. I think that we are the Jets, which means that every game is a great test. There are no prop games for us. There are no trap games for us. We are the Jets. We're the Jets. And as long as we maintain that energy and we give 100% to every team that we play, I'm excited to watch. So, Amen. That's and, what I say. And I will, I will just add this. If you are a real football fan, if you actually enjoy the National Football League and you have traditionally turned away from the Jets just because they are the Jets, I invite you this season, and I think I prefaced it in, in week three or four, that for the first time to me, and and you know, as not being a Jet fan, the Jets are fun to watch. It is an exciting game to see. The sauce gardener of it all, like just the way the game is presented is different. And the seven and six New York Jets, some good fucking NFL football. But look, we're gonna get to some goofy NFL football when we get back in this cowboy cap. Stay tuned. Logic over everything. All right, we're back. As I said before the break, we're going to get into this Cowboy Cap conversation. We're going to do it a little differently this today because um, on Monday Night Football, a guy that we affectionately call Booger, his first name is, is really, I think, Anthony. Anthony, Anthony McFarlane. McFarlane. Yeah, no. Anthony McFarlane. You know, uh, I, I want to say he was an interior lineman. He, Defensive tackle for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay and Indianapolis. So so yes. in an eight-year career, he got two Super Bowl rings <laughs> in an eight-year career. he was, he, And he played for the Cowboys how long? No, he he never played for the Cowboys at okay. all, Just which makes this conversation out. even more interesting because he got on Monday Night Football saying that it's time to give Dak Prescott his respect. He belongs in the same conversation as a Patrick Mahomes. As a Josh Allen, as a Jalen Hurts, um, and and sincere, I'm gonna go to you first. Do you subscribe to Booger's comments? Why or why not? I think who's Booger going first? Be, I, I think Booger just be talking to himself. Talk sometimes. <laughs> uh, I, I I mean I mess with Booger. You know I ain't gonna lie. I mean I think I think he's a bright uh he's a bright man. Yeah. Uh, but I I think his his sports initiative or I think he played he might have played defensive tackle too long. Hmm. He was in the, hmm. he was in them he was in them trenches too long. <laughs> and, and and I'm not even coming from uh, uh the 
narrative of hating on the Cowboys, but you you mentioned Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Josh Allen. Uh-huh. Like yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, these these are people who done got close to a Super Bowl or <laughs> at least won a Super Bowl or have smelt the cuffs of being on the Super Bowl. Right. The, the, Dak has not came close to neither of those. Mm-mm, nope. The only thing that he is in the same line with them guys is pay. <laughs> That's it. Talk now, about you, it. Now, if you want to talk, talk about, about pay, talk your shit. Yeah, okay, yeah. Talk about that see, bread. I, I can, I can see talk you about that saying, bread. yeah, he's in line with Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and Josh Allen and everything. He should be expected to be at that level because but, of but. Right, but has he actually performed to that level? Hell to the no. Mm. You to first of all, you cannot justify playing the Houston Texans, and because you oh, you orchestrated a ninety-eight yard scoring drive <laughs> to win the game. Oh, oh, you the best. Oh, you oh, you like that. Oh, you right. you that guy. Mom, there goes that man. Fuck that. No, okay. Mom, that Shout man, out to Mark my... Jackson. Shout out to Mark <laughs> Jackson because he would have never said that. Exactly. But he'd have never I'm, said I'm, that. I'm saying that in blasphemy because, like yeah, I said, yeah. that is a blasphemy statement. Like, right, you cannot right. sit there and put that man. And, like I said, this is coming from no hate at all. This is coming from what I see on the football field. Bro, you're not on that level. Mm. I'm just saying. Mm. Now, not saying that you cannot be. But you know, you do your mattress commercials and everything. You say you need to get some rest and all that, and you know your sleep is impeditive on how you play for the game. Well, nigga, you need to get a new mattress because I think your mattress is fucked up. <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> oh now, my god. Now, once again, like I said, if you talking about pay, then I can see you being in line with them cats. Uh huh. Those those cats have done things. First of all, you've been in the league how many years? Since 2016, so that's what? That's uh, eight, six, six. Eight, six. Six years. Six years, yep. Joe Burrow's been in the league three years and already been to the Super Bowl. What are we talking? Oof. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes came after you. He's yeah. been to two Super Bowls mm. and what, three, three, four straight AFC championship games? And the MVP. <laughs> and the MVP. Oh, I'm sorry. And the MVP. Don't forget that. I forgot and that. MVP. And oh. I can't stand that nigga. I don't oh, like light skinned niggas. No way. You know that. You hey, know that. So, I don't like light skinned niggas. And, no way. And then Josh Allen. Josh Allen is finally coming into his own. But he was a play away from a Super Bowl. Right. He lost to Patrick right. Mahomes. I mean, you can't, you know. But you you nope. got to a AFC championship game. Or, or or I say, let me let me let me correct it. Or a divisional playoff game. The fathers, the Cowboys are gone as wild card weekend. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> wild card uh, weekend. Uh, I'm just saying, like, yo, they could get look. The Dallas Cowboys could get a bye week and get into the divisional and still go home. Like, bro, like, no, I, I, I can't. No, I, I do not agree with that assessment. I, I think he, he, if, if you had a tier or whatever, I would say he'd probably be a second, a second to third, third tier, respectfully. But to put him in line with those, ca- nah, I can't do it. Mm-mm. Can't do it, won't do it. Nah, you tripping. I don't think you have to. 
Mm. I don't think you have to. Okay. I don't think it's Logic, necessary. Yeah, go ahead. Chime in. How do you feel about uh, McFarland's statement? What I'm thinking about McFarland's statement is McFarland was a professional football player. I was not a professional football player. I was not a college football player. I was not a high school football player. I was not like a childish whatever league, Pop Warner. I, I played basketball. That wasn't even my thing. But what I'll say is something that I said last time that we had Cowboy Cat. It's the media. It's the media. At some level, the safest bet as a person that's in the media is to make obnoxiously stupid statements about the Cowboys. That keeps you in the game. It, it keeps you around. I think Booger McFarlane, as most of I could tell, never played football for Jerry Jones. He never got a check from Jerry Jones. He doesn't necessarily live in the house that Jerry Jones paid for. He's not Michael Irvin. He's not Troy Aikman. He's not in the zone where he necessarily has to jump out the window for Cowboys. But he does because everybody does. Because this is it's the media. It's the play that you make. It's the play that you make. Booger McFarlane came out and said something about the Cowboys. Did he say anything about Tampa Bay? Did he say anything about any team that he's ever played for? No, because there's no point in talking about that. Because as a mm. media member now, there's no point in talking about those teams. If you want to keep your job, if you want to be safe in the space, if you want to be regarded as somebody who is relevant and popular in that environment, you have to make wildly irrational statements about the Cowboys. And I don't know why. I, I'm not sure exactly why that exists the way that it exists. Shout out to Jerry Jones. Like, he created an animal, a beast that just knows no type of sustenance. It just feeds off its own Like, it's just the greatest thing ever. I, I don't know. But I think that the Cowboys played the worst team in the NFL. And it was a game. And it shouldn't have been a game. And I know we talk about any given Sunday and any given Thursday and any given... But we all know, as fans, and especially you, Joey G, as a fan of the Cowboys, that the issue is always, will you play to your maximum ability against this particular team? Every team you play, and we do Cowboy Cat, it's a trap game. All you play is trap <laughs> games. Everybody's a trap game for you. Everything is a trap game. Every team is a trap game. Somehow, somehow you have the most trap games in the history of professional football. Every year, everything's a trap game because you know that your team seems to have this overinflated sense of self is what I like. Boom. Okay, that's great. Let's go with it. Overinflated sense of self that they believe will carry them to levels that in the last 20 years, it has not carried them to. They always run out of that because they run up against somebody who don't give a fuck. Hmm. Like the Houston fucking Texans, who was like, you know what? We've been stomped on all year. We've had a terrible year. We're throwing multiple quarterbacks in in the same game. We don't give a fuck. We, we're going to compete. Hmm. We're going to compete. They competed. They're nowhere near as good as the Cowboys on a piece of paper. But the Cowboys been a piece of paper champion for 20 years now. 
And it don't never really work out that way. So when Booger says those things, I understand exactly why you say those things. It's safety in saying it. It makes sense to say it. Like I said earlier, me and Joey G had an offline conversation. One of my favorite things is that I, I don't know what it means. I don't know what it means. It just gets the people going. It's some, you know what I mean? Like, it's that. Like, it, that's what Booger said. Like, he's just like, eh, this will get people to listen and this will keep me here. Mm. But as a fan, let's transition to you because it's Cowboy Cap. So it's right. about shoot. Let's transition right. to you. What did you think right. about the 98-yard <laughs> drive that it took to beat the worst team in the league? What did you think I, about that? I, in Cowboy Cap, I never want to talk about any of the games, right? Like, I don't like talking about them because they don't mean actually anything. At this point in the season, last year, the, the Dallas Cowboys were 9-4. and four. They are 10-3 and three currently. They were nine and four last year. They're only one game off their pace with the best defense in, in the league at the time from a takeaway standpoint last year. That's what they said. The Cowboys have the most takeaways in the league. You know, uh, yeah. what's, what's his name? Diggs is amazing. He just finds Very the opportunistic. Very right. opportunistic. Oh, yeah. They can do Very this. They can do this. They can do that. It amounted to nothing. And to follow a Jets fan's take on the Dallas Cowboys, I'd like to mention what I heard Herm Edwards say. Because I have a lot of respect for the coach. You have to. You yeah, have to. I have a lot have of respect to. for that. We coach. play to win the game. <laughs> what are you asking me? Like, what are you telling me? Like, what do you want me to say? Yo. We play to win the game. We didn't win the game. I know we didn't win the game. I was a coach. But we play to win the game. Tell I me knew, more about I knew Herm. You, I love I Herm. You, I love I, Herm. I knew you respect that. But Herm said that Only light skin guy I love. years – now Dallas Dallas hasn't had a a meaningful playoff season in 26 years but in the last 15 years of their playoff career 15 years of that 26 they did make it to some form of the playoffs and in those playoffs they are 4 and 11 <laughs> <laughs> they've won four times they've lost 11 Booger didn't know that Booger, Booger had no idea know that. So, Booger saw a championship cuz you beat Houston <laughs> at the end what what I'll say what I'll say about Booger Mc... he, he did nothing no he did nothing no better than what Baker Mayfield did oh, bro I'm sorry oh, oh I'm sorry. talk about it talk do, about it do you do talk you guys remember it. how talk how we used to treat the the running back situations in the nineties the conversation we had about the best running back in the league who statistically was Emmitt Smith. Uh, uh, here we go. Who had the, who had the best but, offensive line in history? Exactly. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I wanted to get to. We would say. You know, if you gave Barry Dallas's line, he would get I that's the same thing the media does now, and it doesn't actually make sense. If you I'm, gave I'm Barry Dallas's offense, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. But, you got, yeah, but I, I would say I this. I it, yeah, I, I'm gonna say this. If, if you gave Barry <laughs> Dallas's line, uh-huh, all those runs that Barry did backwards, those would have actually been runs forward. So he would probably have gained at least 500 to 1,000 yards more because he was able to go forward instead of having to go backwards 20, 30 yards each run before he could go upfield. I'm just saying. I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> and see, and see I, that's the argument hope, you get into. Go I, ahead. Go ahead, Logic. Hope, go ahead. Hope, 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 because yeah. I want to caveat both of my brothers to share and what he said. Yes. What we're doing right now, listeners, what we're doing is what you've done in barbershops and liquor stores and 
you know, if you're of a certain age or you know some old nigga that show up on Thanksgiving and you talking about whatever you talking about, he starts throwing Barry Sanders around. Like, I get it. I get it. We're doing magical math. This is magical math. This, it, what we're talking about doesn't actually matter because it didn't actually happen. This is what can be said. Barry Sanders' ability to run the football in any particular direction was the greatest that we've ever seen. Right. We've never seen a human being that could run in multiple directions at that level. We've never seen it. We've never seen it again. It's never happened again. Henry don't do it. Like, don't, don't, don't nobody do that. Don't nobody do that. Like, that is something nobody don't do. Run in multiple different directions. This dude probably has, if I remember correctly, he has more tackles. He's lost as many yards as he's gained. Let's right. say that. Right. He's lost a lot of yards because of the offensive line that he played against. So whenever you hear anybody talk about Barry Sanders and then they compare that to the offensive line that Emmett Smith had, what we're saying is we don't know how good Barry Sanders could have been if he only had to run in one direction. That's it. I can't tell you what that number would be. I can tell you I think that number would be the most amazing fucking number I've ever seen in my motherfucking life. But I don't know what that number would be. So I don't want the listeners to feel like we just throwing around random things and if this was this and if you know grandma had a dick she'd be my grandfather and all this other <laughs> shit like it's it's not really about that you, you understand what i'm saying no it's no, not it's, really about that it's about what, what it's you about. see with that player on that team and so and so that goes back to my conversation with dak prescott because they're right they're saying he doesn't have enough weapons well if he had the escapability of Mah- well then he would be mahomes right. Right. If he no. had no. this yeah. this receiver yeah. to throw he, to, then he'd if be he that had receiver. Michael Irvin and right. Jay Novacek and that ridiculous. offensive line, you can't do it. it. You can't do it. You can't it's do the it. consequences of being a great football team. The consequences mm-hmm. of being a great football team in an era where the largest amount of fans today can remember. You haven't met a Cowboys fan alive that has seen certain games and certain instances and certain situations where they want to have a conversation with you. Like, well, you know what we need is an offensive line. Well, nigga, that's what everybody needs. Well, nigga, we need a quarterback. Well, that's what everybody needs. Well, nigga, we need a running back. Well, that's what everybody needs. Everybody needs the same things you need. It's just you happen to have seen everything in that element that operated in that way. You happen to see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so as a Cowboys fan, I feel like you guys – and, and I'm generalizing, so if I'm generalizing, please. And it goes to the Booger McFarland thing. It goes to the greater structure of what makes the fucking Cowboys matter so goddamn much. <laughs> the idea that we saw a football team for about five seasons or so that was probably the most evenly based great football team we've ever seen. We've seen a football team do it. The defense was great. The offense was great. The quarterbacking was great. everything was great and so now 30 years later Cowboys fans are still doing Cowboy cap on their own because they're like well if we could just get you know like now we need OBJ and all these other like you need everything the Cowboys are one Minnesota Vikings trade away from doing whatever (laughs) let's keep it 1000 keep it 1000 the Cowboys was irrelevant from 1978 to probably 92. 
91. The Cowboys had a black exactly. quarterback. They got before they got, my Jets got team a had a black from Minnesota quarterback. Vikings and changed their whole. Do you remember his name? Team. What's his name? Well, Andre Say Ware. his name. The I know black Andre, quarterback. No, no. Yeah. Andre Ware before. played for Detroit. Never mind. Yeah, exactly. Nope. Nope. You nope. talking about in the two thousands, like Quincy in the two thousands? Yeah, oh, Quincy oh, Carter. Oh, oh, yeah, Quincy Carter. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And y'all believe. That he was going to take you to a Super Bowl because you he had why? a star on his you know, helmet. You know why? It's the craziest because shit I've ever seen. I'm going to tell you all Dallas needs. Dallas, they, this this is their success everything. requirements. They need everything. To, to, no, they need to have a adequate defense. They need to have a quarterback. They need to have a running back and a okay. tight end and an offensive okay. line. These okay. are everything that they have had. Okay. Over the last thirty years, right. they have had in one part backs. or another. They, in one part right. or another, they have had wide receivers. In one part or another, you had Roy Williams, who was decent. Then you just right. totally ruined him. He was a monster in Detroit. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. have had players. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea, but the idea is sincere. The idea, mm-hmm. oh, I know and I'm ideas. just, I'm, I'm, no. uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to speak to the bigger idea, the biggest idea that I get from Cowboys fans. And when I talk to the fans, thank you so much for listening to us go through this. I have Cowboys fans in my family. I guess it's like talking about people who have like yeah, cancer or something. Yeah, yeah, and we talk like yeah. kind of sad about it. Like, yeah, yeah, I know people who love the Cowboys. I do. You know, I've got like half of my Jersey family, and they all love the Cowboys. And it's like, I guess crack is better in New Jersey than it is in other places. Is that what that is? Like, I don't know. But the idea that I've gained from being around these people is that all of these people lived in an era where they saw what they believed, and what I truly believe as well is to be the most balanced and even football team that we've seen in any era, really. Like, I, I can't say I've ever seen a team that was more balanced on offense and defense. Uh, I, I, can. Like the, I can't. I can't. Okay. I, I, I can remember teams that had better offense. I can remember greatest show on turf. I can remember defenses like. Sorry to bring it up, but you know Ray Lewis and them niggas. Like I, I, I've seen you know the opposite sides of it, and I, I've seen it. But they had a coin that when you flipped it, both sides was motherfucking head, and so they call heads. And either way it fell, it was heads. So they had that, and so now thirty years later, I have to live, listen to Booger McFucking Fallen. Talk about some dude who went 98 yards on the worst team in professional football mm-hmm. and then just decided that this dude should be in a conversation with all the other guys that have had to make do with whatever the fuck they had with no you know, type of envisionment of, of what they should have. or you know, They just had to go through what they got to go through. I, I saw Justin Herbert the other night, and Justin Herbert looked he good, by really, the really, really oh, good. He looked right, really right. good. Like, I forgot how that looked. Like, that shit looked crazy. Dak don't look like that. And I'm not saying mm. Dak ain't good. I'm not saying Dak ain't good. I'm saying Dak can give you something against the worst football team in the league when you need it. And that's not nothing disrespectful to either one of the teams. It's just but a that's fact. that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be able to do that. And it, and it, it, shouldn't, and it, have, all, it, it shouldn't have God. to come to that, though. That's the problem. And it all goes, and, and me 
And Joey J offline talked about that as well. But it all goes back to a previous cowboy cap that we had where I actually did a great job of delving into the psyche of the Cowboys fan. And the wildest part of the Cowboys fan is somehow you believe that you're the best, but you also believe that you're the worst. You want to believe both things at the same time. You want to be the team that's scrappy, but also the team that's supposed to win everything all the fucking time. And that's where you end up with the Booger McFarlane's that jump out the window anytime you do anything that you're supposed to do. And that's and that's that's exactly why Cowboy Crap Cap was created right there. Because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Vic- you can't be the victor and the victim at the same time. But the Cowboys have figured that one out. Like, we're the victor and the victim at the same time. We're supposed to be the greatest. We are the greatest because we have the star, but also we lose all the fucking time. And it's because of everybody else, and it's because of all the things we don't have. It's a weird position to be in, Mm -hmm. especially when you're talking to your friends that Mm -hmm. just happen to be Jets fans. And it's like, what the (laughs) fuck are you complaining about? What the fuck is your problem? Because it begins and ends with the media. And yeah. that's that's why the booger the booger McFarlane conversation is so intriguing because it yeah. actually identifies the reason there is a cowboy cap. Every yes. year we have these prontificators who yes. say the most outrageous shit surrounding yes. the Dallas Cowboys, yes. and this is just one of those things I mentioned last week. We were the team that was twenty nine percent, the only the highest rated to get to the Super Bowl with a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Based on what, sir? I don't know why you said that. I don't know who's crunching numbers or what they're doing, but they need to re-go. It, it, it makes no sense. It's based on nothing, you know, and that's why I don't want to go over Cowboy games anymore. I'm not going to go into, you know, Dak Prescott throwing two interceptions to the worst team in the league that's 1-10-1, and one. you know. I'm, they, I'm not were, gonna... they were actually switching quarterbacks yeah, in the it. middle of the game, mm-hmm. and it was successful. It, it was, was successful. working. It was working. It was working. And I'm not going to go again. And I'm not even going to review the next week's game, Jaguars. I shouldn't have to think about that. Normal teams don't have to think about that. Teams that are actually See? worth their salt listeners, don't have to think listeners, about it. Listeners. See, he's gearing up to say another trap game. They're all trap games, aren't they? They're don't not they trap. It's not like a trap. It's not a trap. That's another trap. That's another not trap. Even, not even a little bit. Not a trap. I'm saying they should win that outright. The Jaguars are a worse team than the Dallas Cowboys, you know? And yeah. it's the same thing in Tony Romo, Dak Prescott. They have the same exact numbers. It's scary. The Dallas Cowboys do just enough with their quarterback position. They do just enough to get – that's why you have those faces at the end of the season. I can't believe this. You know, all he had to do was kick that field goal, and he dropped the ball. It's the goofy shit. It's the goofiest shit. Do you realize that the Houston Texans mm-hmm. actually fucked themselves out of a possible win because they're right. that bad? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're that bad. Multiple times. Multiple they're times. They're that bad. Yeah, yeah. They're that poorly coached mm-hmm. that they fucked themselves out of a win. Mm-hmm. On behalf of the Cowboys. And then Booger McFarlane said, oh, this dude went 98 yards. He's Patrick Mahomes now. Patrick That's Mahomes. crazy. That's wow. you, you don't have to be Patrick Mahomes to be good. I can say that that comeback and that 98-yard drive was wonderful. And that should be a dope thing that the Cowboys organization, specifically the offense, but the organization in general, should be able to build off. We have the ability to do this. 
but there has to be some type of realistic expectations. And that don't never happen with them niggas. Mm-mm, them niggas mm-mm. don't never have realistic expectations. A minute ago, you was telling me about the gamblers, because now all of a sudden it's the gamblers. Right. So now you got a 29%, then you smoke yeah. a team that's the worst team in the world. Now you got a 98% chance. Like, what are we talking? Like, th- those numbers don't even make sense. <laughs> They're not even real numbers. They're not even real. That's gambling. That's not even real. Like, that's... It, they're, they're numbers and they exist as numerical values, but they're not like really real depending on what the actual men on the field do. Mm-mm. And we know what the Cowboys do. And what the Cowboys do regularly is beat teams that you kind of thought they wouldn't beat. And then they lose to teams that you kind of figured they'd beat. Like they're just a weird... <laughs> squad and it's because of those unrealistic expectations and I think Joey G hit it on the head it's the media it's it's the way that we prop it up I wish we prop the Jets up like that I wish I love the team that got propped up like that I wish we could have lost to the Minnesota Vikings and people Uh propped us up like people was like well you know but also with this, you know, but I mean, you know, well, they're 29% now, but if they could do this, they'll be 87%. Like, no, we don't get that love. Don't uh, nobody get that love. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think going forward, we have to talk about realistic expectations because this is logic over everything. And, and realistic expectations is something that's been, uh, it hasn't been in cowboy culture It's not a, especially cowboy fan culture. You know, I, I, I make it my mission to dish out the fact that the Cowboys have done nothing in 26 years. How are we better than any Commanders fan out there? Like, I don't understand. We're, weirdest, we're in the same boat. Weirdest fan base hands. in the world. Right. Weirdest it's, it's fan weird. base in the it's world. Weird. Weirdest strange. fan base in the world. The fan base reminds <laughs> me, there was a period of time where I worked at Howard University. Shout out to the HBCU. Right. And what I recognize is that Howard University makes a large amount of money off of selling Howard University merchandise. And what you see, if you worked at the store, which I worked at, is that the largest amount of people that buy that merchandise didn't even graduate from Howard University because it ain't about that. (laughs) You get to buy the clothes and then you get to be a part of it. Uh And that's what I've always felt about the Cowboys fan base. It's like I buy the clothes and I'm part of it. And then I have to believe that because I bought these clothes, something magical is going to happen with the actual guys that play these clothes every day. (laughs) And if you're being logical and you're looking at the guys that play the clothes every day, like you do, Joey G, you're always kind of afraid. You're always kind of afraid because, you know, the clothes don't have anything to do with anything that happens on the football field. Does it? Nope. Not at all. Not at all. And and I think and that's a I mean, that's a good way to go out. Like, I don't there's no more need to be said in this cowboy cap conversation. You know, Um, sincere. Thank you for joining us. Logic. No problem. Thanks for having me as always. Right. Right. This is what we do. Absolutely. This has been Logic Over Everything. It's over. And it's been everything. Thank you for joining us, folks. Listeners, listeners, listeners. We we get into our bag. We, we get into our specific teams. And I feel like sometimes maybe we miss some topics that you guys want to talk about about your teams as well. We do have the Instagram that's up. We do have, you know, our social medias are kind of working together. So please indulge us. Allow us to 
talk shit about your favorite teams as well. I, I hope I speak for everyone on the cast when I say that I enjoy talking about the Jets. Joey G enjoys talking about the Cowboys for some strange fucking reason. Sin loves talking about the 49ers, and that's what we're into. Shout out the yeah. Bills. Bills love talking about the Giants. We, we, yeah. we talk about what we talk about, but we also want to engage you guys. So please, 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 Logic Over Everything podcast, look it up. It's out there. It's on the socials. Please. Anything that you think that we're missing or anything that you want us to talk about or anything that you want us to talk shit about, any shit that you want to talk to us about what we talk about, please engage, engage. Your engagement means everything. It propels this whole system so much further when you guys and you ladies are part of what we're doing. So thankful for you guys being a part of it thus far. And, and we hope to create more and more engagement going forward. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much for what y'all do for us. Thank you. We out.